filibuster receives sponsorship from the Ehrlich Law Office, Discrimination, Wage, and Litigation Solutions for Northern Virginia and the District of Columbia. They want you to know that your rights matter, you deserve to be free from harassment, and you deserve to work. They cover workplace discrimination and wage theft, non-competition and non-solicitation litigation, civil rights, takings and disability, and a lot more. For a free consultation, go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster. Well, now that we're started, uh, hi listeners, filibuster here. We're doing a fun little thing tonight. There's a link seconds. in the description. You should click that link. Pause this. Click that Ten, link. Not, eight, eight seconds. It is a YouTube video, and we are going to hit play in five seconds. Four, three, two, one, go. Hello, Al Koken. Hi, Al Koken. Smoking out. We are, we are watching the Pittsburgh Stingers versus Washington Warthogs. CISL, is that Continental Indoor yes. Sports League, Jason? Continental Indoor Soccer uh, League. Indoor it was soccer, a soccer league, yeah. not a, a general sports league. <laughs> that, that would be fun. You don't know what sport yeah. you're going to play. Right. The, the Washington Warthogs could up. play baseball. They could, they, it depends on what the home team wants to play that day. <laughs> or it's just drawn out. It's the referee's decision. Yeah. I, I'm already a very alarmed. They just showed the seam on the turf while showing Dante <laughs> Washington, who we'll talk about more. Uh, the seam on the turf just immediately made me feel nervous. Um, but that's indoor soccer for you. So, Adam, what are we doing here? <laughs> we are watching. Oh, God, that logo is amazing. Uh, yes. We are watching a 1994, August 14th, 1994. My then future wife's, uh, I guess it would have been her 10th birthday. Um, Don't make so it weird. What hoping a treat. for a, a good result for, for her. Um, yeah, but we're watching an, an indoor soccer game from before Major League Soccer existed. And, oh, those Pittsburgh Stingers uniforms are, they are something special. Um, we're, I think to set the stage, we're like a month, like almost exactly a month after the end of World Cup 94. So soccer is at... Like, oh, I thought you were about to say we're almost a month after actual soccer in the real world has stopped. Oh, well, that's also it, true. It can be uh, both. It can be two things. <laughs> Except for Belarus, who, for reasons beyond my understanding, have continued to play soccer. Don't don't encourage them. Um, but yeah, like soccer in the United States had never been more popular than it was in this month. So this is what this is what people had to turn to once the World Cup final ended. This is what else there was out there. Right. Go, so right now the lineup Lily, former USL coach. Yes, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, so he didn't. Yep. He didn't go very far. No. Paul Child, head coach. Yes. Good name Don't, for a random person. We've got uh, a few different guys that played a bunch of, I think Eric Eichmann played in MLS at one point. Yeah, I think, I he, think did. he got in there. Um, Dennison Cabral uh, was like an indoor legend in uh, this area. He played for the Blast, the Baltimore Spirit. Then the blast again. He played for the Warthogs. Oh, These Jim Gabara, that hair. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that is an just, amazing mullet on Jim Gabara. Uh, so that, you understand why he wears the bucket hats, because he's just so sad that he doesn't have that hair anymore. I'm so sad he doesn't have about, that hair anymore. Uh, 
like Jim Gabara barely missed the um, Italy 90 World Cup roster for the U.S. He was a forward. He'd gone to the Olympics in 88 with the U.S. Um, this is just after his career ended. Um, like if he if he decided to not wear the suit and decided to play, he probably would have been one of the better players on the Warthogs at this point, give or take, you know, the career of injuries. I don't know how that if he had anything nagging. But uh, yeah, uh, he was. That that hair is spectacular. It looks like um, like oh, speak of spectacular. This oh, uh, these goalkeeper this, jerseys. Oh Doug. Are, oh Doug. Um, this is. I think I want to talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because it showed uh, Tianni's goals against average in the eight point something range. Yeah, how was that for an indoor goalkeeper in this? It's era? not. Because, it's not great, but it's not bad. <laughs> in this league, that you, you got to keep in mind that. Um, this league, the goal goals count for one. It's very straightforward. Um, the right, league Ramos, that Baltimore played Ramos in. Ramos Warthogs kickoff is, uh, the game is yeah, underway. Kickoff from the, the cap center. Or the it US goes Arena. into the it was, crowd immediately. It had just, just been renamed the U.S. Air Arena. Um, so you see, this is one of the differences. This little, um, dashed line, uh, players do kick-ins, um, when the ball is kicked hey, out. Red, like hot, that. and blue. I know that. Yeah. Uh, it's bad barbecue. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and crack my drink now that the game is underway. <laughs> I've been drinking mine. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was waiting for kickoff just in case we wanted to do something ceremonial. Uh, hey, hey, welcome in. This is Filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast. Uh, A very special episode. underway and incredibly back and forth uh, at the defunct airline arena out there in, gosh, Largo. what town is it even in in Maryland? Largo. Largo, Maryland. You could yes. take the metro uh, out there. Yeah, man. I don't know if you could get to the arena from it, but well, the arena no longer exists. Um, well, I mean, but has, back did, then, yeah. you was could the get blue to the line operational out to Largo built- back then? What's that? When did the blue line open to Largo? Uh, I don't know if it was open out there or not at the time. I don't remember. We ne- we never we were always coming from the other side, so for us, it was just a really quick drive. Uh, to, to get over there it really wasn't very difficult um, coming from Anne Arundel County. It's just, you know, in the middle of PG County is pretty easy. This um, is really like hockey. Yeah. Yes. Everything about uh, this playing? screams hockey. Oh, that seam again. Oh, oh that seam is bad. Um, yeah. Well, the, so these teams were always playing in hockey basketball arenas. Uh, and it was always just a thing to have something else going on at the arena so that they were making money. Um, may as well use the dimensions you have. Yeah. Making money. Businesses remember when that happened. Right. Um, so this is an important thing. We're, we're seeing, hey, we're, oh, we're oh, almost seeing a goal. Oh the Warthogs mascot. Hogs, um, there's a and goal. And they do score. One nothing hogs. Did they call them the hogs? I'm calling oh. them the hogs. They, they usually said Warthogs. They said the whole oh. name. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Redskins had the hogs. They're the hogettes back then. So not, related. I don't know. Anyway, uh, no, <laughs> somehow not really. I, I, the name Warthogs had nothing to do with the Redskins. It was a W it was alliterative. That was it. <laughs> that was the, the whole it. idea. Amazing. Yes. Um, and you've also respect that, it. Uh, Bridges goal cam. <laughs> Bridges goal, Bridges it, Bridges is goal this cam. The Bridges goal cam? I don't know. <laughs> Could be, but, uh, <laughs> Bridges, the, uh, an outdoor company or a, a clothing wear company that was competitive with um, uh, Banana Republic. I feel like I feel like no, that was, no. I feel like they were pretty similar clothing. Uh, 
Richards like, was just another company safari wear. Yeah, it's kind of the same deal. Um, <laughs> I, I remember if we ever went into those stores while we were shopping, I remember not being able to tell them apart. So okay, <laughs> that might be that nice might be all, the only reason I know. Um, that's Bad Dante finish. Washington, um, who played for the crew uh, and and for the Dallas Burn for several years. I think he scored like 40, 50 goals in MLS. Um, but yeah, he got his three goals the night before this game, which, uh, I was reading the, the description here. So first some background, it was a a back to back, uh, home and home series between Pittsburgh and Washington. First game was up in Pittsburgh and, and the Warhawks won. So this was the return game, uh, part of, I guess they, they called it a two game series, but Dante Washington scored three goals in that game, hat trick in that game in Pittsburgh, and then playing again the next day, like you do in indoor soccer. Like you used to do in USL. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, uh, in USL, less less advisable than this. I yes. feel like a yeah. uh, real bad idea Free to subs, play 11 indoor. 11. Yeah. Um, so what are we drinking, anyway, Adam? B- before we get too much further, yeah, let's 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 get our traditions out of the way. Ben, what are you drinking? I am drinking a coffee old fashioned because I was very sleepy this evening. And uh, so it's bourbon, a little bit of coffee and simple syrup to help perk me up. Not that I need perking now through this Washington Warthogs game. but <laughs> Exactly. Uh, how about you, Jason? What are you drinking? Uh, I've got a, uh, a classic uh, Kentucky mule. Uh, or excuse me, Moscow Mule. Um, so you know what the you know what goes in there. I don't have the copper cup, uh, but I got everything else. Top shelf lime, of course. The freshest of uh, limes. I'm trying to uh, drink local as much as I can and uh, help keep some businesses going during the ongoing unpleasantness. The uh, so I've got. Yeah, I've got some Spanish style cider from Ancho, uh, um, which is a cidery here in in the district. Uh, their original location in their their restaurant is uh, just up Florida Avenue from my house. Uh, so I've got their their district dry, which is a really really tasty dry cider um, that I strongly recommend. It's also you know six point seven percent, so uh, there's something there, but it's not gonna knock you down after one drink, which is <laughs> pretty good when you're recording uh, a podcast, uh, especially remembering the first time we did this little exercise, <laughs> which was yes. many years ago. Now <laughs> we, uh, the three of us got together on my couch and watched MLS cup 96 and the 2004 Eastern conference final back to back and did separate drinks for both of them. And by the end of the second podcast, I don't know if we were actually saying words because we were pretty blitzed. Don't go back and listen to it. Or do and let us know how we went, no. how, how bad it was. I'm, if I'm you do, only curious. let Adam know. <laughs> so we decided to uh, get get that going again because what the hell else are we going to do? Oh, big we chance for of, the Warthogs. We stumbled into this realistically. We were not intending to do this at any point. But once no. we discovered that that these games existed, that uh, someone had uploaded uh, 
a handful of indoor games that they had on V. I assume on VHS. Oh, it's definitely on VHS. It's definitely on VHS. Yeah. And they fast forwarded um, through the commercials for us, which is pretty pretty great. Or pause the recording through the commercials. I, I kind of wish they had left some of them in. Uh, I feel like some extremely weird 90s commercials. Uh, Should I tell you all about my, my mom's uh, trials and tribulations of recording Star Wars A New Hope from TV on a VHS tape? Yeah, let's do it. So my mom was okay. very good at recording. Uh, oh, oh Ooh, crossbar for Washington. Uh, yeah, my mom was very good at recording uh, movies off of TV and not uh, allowing. Hey! Was nice. There's a goal. That was a nice goal. That was, was really well worked. This that, game has been all Washington so far. It's kind of fun. The goal scorer is Scorin Gorin Hunyak. Uh, Scorin is not his name. It was a nickname. His first name is Gorin. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he was known as that playing in the other indoor league um, and was signed with the Warthogs, which gave me very mixed feelings because he probably scored like 100 goals against the various Baltimore teams in the uh, NPSL slash NASL or MASL. Right between his legs. Um, but he came here, and as you can see, uh, the guy scores goals, scoring Gorin. He scored the overtime winner in the uh, the game immediately before this. Um, ten minutes to go in the first quarter, and Washington up two to nothing. Pretty good position to be in. Um, then again, when games are routinely nine to eight or something like that, two to nothing seems a little bit less <laughs> impressive. Anyway, uh, Star Wars, Ben. Yeah, so she was recording Star Wars A New Hope off of TV, very good at eliminating commercials. But for about two seconds, she she uh, messed up. And back then, it's not like you could just like start over and start re-recording. It, you, so she just plowed through. But we got t- in the middle of Star Wars, we got two uh, seconds of Papa Smurf dancing around uh, because that was the commercial <laughs> that was on uh, that was leading back into Star Wars. So. That's what I grew up with was most of Star Wars and then a brief flash of Papa Smurf. <laughs> so she she hit the button too early coming back. Yes. Not, yes. not waited too long. Correct. Okay. Well, yeah, my parents were less hardcore. There there would be occasions where they'd record something off of TV, but it was it wasn't something anyone took any pride in or something that we burned through those cassettes. Sorry, this game is chaos right now. There's I love I'm actually loving this. Welcome to that low angle camera indoor soccer. Yes. That low angle camera was just pure pinball. And speaking of goal for Washington. This is after this goalkeeper uh, is not doing very good. Um, I'm sorry to say his goalkeeping jersey is pretty great, but his goalkeeping itself pretty bad. <laughs> no. um, so in, in this instance, it looked like he uh, shot right at him that he, for some reason, parried off the boards and then it bounced behind him into an op- in front of an open goal. And yes. uh, who was that? That's uh, Dennison Cabral. Cabral, um, Dennison Cabral just smashes so, so- it home. Dennison Cabral, as you see, he's tossing a ball. They used to do this. Um, goal scorers would toss or punt a souvenir ball into the stands. Oh, that um, goalkeeper just made a mess of it. He he was very Let's good about trying to, find, <laughs> trying to find uh, a kid uh, to give the ball to rather than just aimlessly punting it. Um, he also did a thing where he would like, the on the glass, 
there's a little space, just like with hockey. Um, there's a little space, there's a little ledge. So he would climb up there and almost try to like climb over the thing to celebrate goals. And he's a small guy. Um, Dennison Jason, is like five foot five. I'm going to interrupt uh, your story here with some good yep. news. We have a commercial. weird commercial for Merchants Bank. Oh, yeah. Um, with a terrible hairstyle upon terrible hairstyle. What I, this what is Merchants Tires, bad, isn't it? Oh, it's not even a bank. It looked like a bank. It's tires. It looks yeah. well. It, in your defense, it Adam, that tires. looks like a bank that was repurposed <laughs> to sell tires, um, which is a bad idea. Um, and also very dark. Oh, uh, inside that office, they need to turn some lights on. This Colonial men just shot rifles at me. Now this but is, is this now, New England. Now we're at a bank. Now this is a bank. <laughs> now now we have Nations Bank. Forget we're merchants. Bank. Merchants Tire. Nations Bank. Buy a palatial estate and a yacht with and the help a, yeah, of Nations Buy Bank. a boat. Downtown Annapolis. Yep. I mean, if, if it's Annapolis, you got to buy a boat. I mean, right, if you so can. The broadcast is back, and there's there's a screen here saying there are three yes. remaining home games. Call now for tickets. There are two things I want to shout out here. One they have three different phone numbers and no websites because it's 1994. There, there's local numbers for DC, which is 202, Maryland 410, and then an 800 number if you are in Virginia or something because long distance was a thing. You yes. didn't want to, you know, you didn't want to have to deal with 101 or oh. something to get a good rate. Where is he taking that to ball? To buy your tickets. Uh, I think I think the ball uh, is being replaced, or maybe there's a review. Wait, is this VAR? Did they do VAR? No, no, no. This is not VAR. I think what's (laughs) happened is that somebody was substituted from the field of play uh, at a stoppage when they weren't allowed. Or maybe the clock started running. Or wait, there's some. Is this a penalty kick of some kind? Uh, They're setting the ball at the top of the crease. No, it's a free kick. But as you can see, there's a wall dangerously close (laughs) to the wall. Um, And that's a goal. goal. That guy guy did really well. That was a very small uh, window. I think that something, I think a foul got called while they were at commercial and they came back uh, and this okay. is what was going on. Um, yeah. Cause we didn't see a kickoff. I'm just now noticing that the stingers uniforms don't just have a B, but they also have a honeycomb pattern on each sleeve, which is uh, a choice. <laughs> it's a bold oh, is choice. Is that what that's supposed to be? I think it, it's like, what it really is a good free kick. Yeah, he, he was. Really I want to know what the goalie was doing. The keeper there was just like trying to look at the ball between the legs and didn't bother, you know, doing anything. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of a lot of indoor soccer goalkeeping is survival. Um, Fair. I can speak. I can speak for one of my friends. Uh, when we were starting up our indoor team, uh, he w- he had played as a goalkeeper. He was pretty good. He was like. I don't really want to play in goal if we're playing in a league that has boards because I feel like I'm going to end up dead or broken in some way. And I was like, you know, that's fair. Um, so we that's found a league yeah. that was more um, with sidelines and all that stuff um, and out of bounds so that uh, when a shot misses, it's just a goal kick instead of the ball cannoning back out to some lunatic who's flinging themselves at the ball. Uh, this is the other version <laughs> where <laughs> yeah, you're in hockey version. danger. Yeah, yeah, the only um, out of bounds is over the over the out over the crowd. Yeah, yeah, over the glass out into the crowd. Um, so did you get to keep? I know the souvenir balls that the players threw. Yes. You you got to keep. Uh, I assume you had to throw the ball back oh, yeah. if it came from in play. The, 
the CISL did not have money to give away game balls every single night. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you, I, I assume the game ball and the replica yeah. souvenir ball were also functionally identical. This wasn't like Adidas's hundred dollar techno balls. Uh, uh, the game ball, I think, was a decent, respectable, professional game ball. Um, the souvenir <laughs> ball was the kind of ball you could buy for ten dollars at the souvenir stand. Um, right. I think it had the Warthog's logo um and lanzara most likely Ooh. uh the um for those of you who don't recognize the brand of shoe a lot of players are wearing um someone at some point will be wearing lanzaras so i'll bring it up uh they were very popular in the 90s and then immediately sud- and suddenly ceased to be viable financially and uh you no longer could purchase a lanzara shoe very uh, uh th- their most popular shoe uh style wise was um they had this shoe called the Lanzara Jackal, which was sort of like the um, alternative to the Adidas Gazelle. So it was a suede shoe with a white okay. bottom, um, but it was a little more soccer functional than a Gazelle. Um, okay. But uh, the Lanzara Jackals were pretty, uh, the goalkeepers wearing them. They just cut away from him. But he's uh, David Tenney's got some Lanzara Jackals. I think he's got the Jackal Pro, which is the one that you could actually play in. Uh, the the regular Jackal was really just for. Uh, casual wear. wear um yeah they would they would fall apart pretty quickly if you try to play in them uh but super comfortable uh, i miss lanzara they made they made good shoes i don't really know what happened to them they were an italian company um and they uh they sponsored the warthogs for some reason i'm misocra enough that i'm just like getting lost in this game a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i am too uh, i'm not i'm not talking as much as i should be um it, but then again jason a- is fun it was a bizarre thing to see this on a regular basis um, to be. And for all I know, I could be in the stands of this game. I don't remember this game, but it, there's a big chance that I'm at this game. Hey, um, also, big news, breaking news, breaking news. Okay. <laughs> the Stingers goalkeeper made a save. He did. I'm also excited to one. say that there have only ever been 245 views of this YouTube video. <laughs> so let's jack that up. Yes. This, let's uh, see where we are. This uh, Patrick McCarthy who uploaded these videos is going to be very confused when this our video's listeners... only been up since August. He recently yeah. did this. That was the, Thank you, the goalkeeper distribute the ball directly to the other goalkeeper um, who caught it midair, which I think is awesome. <laughs> and also, um, it was it was a driven yes. distribution. It was not a, a shot a, like that yes. counts as a shot on goal in my book because if he doesn't make the save, that would have gone in. Um, I'm hoping, I think we just saw the tops of their heads. Um, like with most sports teams, there would be a, like a promo team, not just a mascot, but there were, um, spirit or uh, spirit, warthog staffers in uh, oh. safari gear, oh, no. uh, who would wander <laughs> the stands to give out prizes and whatnot, um, oh, no. and shoot the t-shirt gun. Um, fortunately there wasn't the, like, you know, dubious uh politics of safari going uh it was just some people in some clothing handing out t-shirts but uh yeah they're there um we'll probably see them in the crowd at some point more fully um i don't remember what they gave out i don't know if they they gave anything out i know that they were around though they might have had something to hand out (laughs) is is it possible that they they pulled staffers or uniforms from uh rainforest cafe uh well I would assume that these these uniforms were sponsored or provided by Bridges Bridges uh, Great Outdoors. Um 
There you go. It all comes together. That's why Britches was there. Yeah. Um, though, though, so really, it, if you're a clothing company, don't make safari gear. Um, yeah, don't do for people that just don't sell that at the mall, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, it's not the 90s gonna anymore. Make, I don't know who's trying to make that. safari gear like, you know, people should have to find you rather than just being able to wander the Annapolis mall and be like, oh, sweet safari gear. That's what Can I, I need. talk about Jim Brewer here for a second. Jim Gabara's assistant, I assume the man with the leather very, jacket. <laughs> the leather jacket and the very '90s floppy haircut. He looks yes. looks like uh, a tan Jim Jim Brewer from SNL, probably around this time. So uh, here we go. We get a, a look at the uh, the standards. Monterey. You Monterey would just happen to be in this league. Monterey, Monterey just Monterey happens to be Raza. in here. Uh, this not is just... not Monterey, California. This is Monterey, Mexico. Um, right. The team's name was La Raza. And this is actually a bad record for them. Usually they dominated this league. Um, basically, when Monterey came to town, it was like, okay, the Warthogs are going to lose tonight. Um, and they would lose like one or two games a year. So I don't know what happened to them this season. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know where they got their players from, but they just had a bunch of dudes from Mexico who were awesome at indoor soccer because they were better at soccer in general. So they could control the ball in these tight spaces. Right. And yeah, Monterey would would almost always dominate. It was just an assumed defeat when Monterey came to town. It was just a hope that it wasn't a blowout. Um, so I don't know what is going on that they there's our uh, Warthogs people. They they were just there for half a second doing a dance. Um, uh, like you do. They're they're there. You can oh I see the them. bottom of your screen. Yeah. Oh, oh goodness. We had a VCR awesome artifact VHS, there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Monterey La Raza were the only team, if I'm not mistaken, they were the only non-American team in the league. So there was not a Canadian team. Um, there was a Mexican team. And yeah, uh, they existed. No one ever really talked about them because it was like, well, we don't know anything about these guys and there's no internet to go look up anything. So it's just this They're team just of that random really dudes. good team that you see a couple yeah, times a year. They, they show up, they kill you, and then they, they leave. Um, and every once in a while, you might do well against them. Um, yeah, the Monterey La Raza. Um, I like that it's the Monterey La Raza. They're both well, there. I, I assume in Mexico, they were like, let's get the grammar to agree for us. Um, uh, so maybe maybe this was a mistake, like a, a an attempt by the league to understand the Spanish grammar and failing at it. Right. And so they were like, no, no, it's Monterey La Raza, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up oh, now. Man. Ooh, big breakaway. Oh, oh Dante oh, Washington. Hey, that is filthy. Washington. That was, that was good. good. That was a great touch. Just completely sombreroed the keeper. Not a good advertise. Oh, there's a mask. Oh, there's a warthog. Yes, that was the man. Oh, man. The terrifying warthogs mascot. As you see, yes. there was a brief shot of uh, a woman in yeah, uh, that? Warthog uniform. That is Colette Cunningham. Um, the Warthogs signed her to play. She's not just standing on the bench. She is in uniform on the roster. Um, did not play very much. She was not in the women's national team pool. She had been a good college player, but not to that level. Um, she was a, a local. Uh, she was an all-met in Virginia, I want to say. Um had been a prominent high school player and they signed her to play on the team. So that was awesome. Colette Cunningham. Uh, next the cool. year, the year after this, um, instead of re-signing her, they actually signed Christine Lilly. 
Um, oh. So Christine Lilly played a season for the Washington Warthogs in men in men's indoor soccer. Um, but yeah, that's a real thing that occurred uh, in 1994. This was just uh, the CISL did not believe in norms, I guess is the best way to put it. They were going to love it. Sounds great. Like, and Hey, why should they? Yeah. Like you, you got, you know, you know, a team in Mexico that wants to play, bring them in. You know, a lady that wants yeah. to play, sign her up. Um, and, you know, if you look at this goalkeeping jersey again, that I feel like that also defies some norms. Um, I mean, one thing I, I, I've noticed here, it, it's dawned on me that the, the Warthogs, they're not wearing the, um, the green jersey with the yes. sublimated Warthog. Uh, they're wearing yellow, like a pretty basic mustard yellow. There might be some pattern sublimated pattern in it but it, it doesn't portray from from this distance with black shorts and, and black socks it really almost looks like a referee's uniform yes uh it Which does i think there is normally sublimated, like herringbone uh pattern yeah. of some kind but yeah th- these are unremarkable uniforms the green ones with the warthog uh center of chest uh i feel like off center where it's at. off center of chest and yes. tilted <laughs> Yes, uh, I with, think that's with where a, it's at. With a hoof print sash. <laughs> There's, um, I, I, I think maybe they were like, this is too much. People think it's ridiculous, so we're going to dumb it down to this. Uh, or maybe Lanzara just finds, said, here's your kids. <laughs> yeah. If and someone said, finds okay. one of those green ones with the crazies all over it, um, get it for me. I will pay you for it. It is... <laughs> It is a treasure, and I will cherish it as it deserves. Um, it's very special, Kit. Um, so, Ben, any any tactical analysis from this game? Anything jump out at you? No, this is just madness, and I love it. And Washington, <laughs> and Washington is doing better than Pittsburgh. No complaints because of their force of will. The mullet. There's are nothing. Incredible. There's nothing in indoor soccer besides force of will. I'm convinced. Uh, don't and Dante enthusiasm. Washington. And enthusiasm. <laughs> and Dante Washington. Three three keys to soccer to indoor right. soccer. Force of will, enthusiasm, Dante Washington. Uh that, that often Uh-oh. proved true. Um the, the <laughs> last one at least. Um just a, and and like a willingness to be hit by the ball from close range, just blocking shots. Uh I also remember that being pretty important. Um, I'm, I'm keeping an, an eye out because, um, as, uh, one of our followers, uh, let me pull up his name real quick. Um, uh, at Chris Hale Barnes points out, this is the season that Richie Burke played, uh, Washington spirit, current head coach, Richie Burke played for the Washington Warthogs. I haven't seen him out there. Um, and I don't know so, if he was on the team at this point in time because we're going off of a uh, Wikipedia listing. Um, so I don't know if that's an accurate listing or not. He only, according to that, he only played six games for the team. Um, but I'm keeping an eye out for him um, and listening. Maybe his the announcers will say his name at some point because, for all we know, there could be a dramatic hair situation going on there as well. Um, as is the case with just about everyone in this game has so, some pretty great hair. How many future coaches were involved with the Washington Warthogs? Because there, there's at least two there. Right. So we've got two future coaches on the field. Um, we've also got Bob Lilly playing for Pittsburgh on the other side. So that's a third in this game. 
Um, Dennison Cabral went into, I think he coached uh, the, the Baltimore Blast eventually. He definitely coached uh, my high school uh, years after I, I was not in high school. Wow. But he coached that team, St. Mary's Saints, for a couple of years. Um, he, if I'm not mistaken, the last time I'd heard, was still doing youth coaching in the area. So that's a future there coach. Um, I assume that a lot of these guys spent some time coaching because they probably made more money at that than playing indoor soccer. Yeah. Um, well, in I specifically the 90s, meant like top flight professional right. coaches. I mean, right. Jim so far, is obviously Richie Burke. Right. So far we've got three, um, depending on who else is on Pittsburgh and who else is in uniform for the Warthogs, um, <laughs> which uh, we got a starting lineup, but that's it. Um, yeah. We didn't get yeah. anything else. Uh, the broadcast, the pregame show did give us a starting lineup. It did sort of set the stage. Um, you may have noticed, I mentioned smoke and Al Koken, uh, who are fans who, uh, our, our listeners who follow the Washington Capitals know Smoke and Al very well because he's like an icon and a fixture with Caps broadcast going back to way back when. But at HTS, there were only like nine employees. Um, we probably oh, should ask. Go ahead. Are there handballs in indoor soccer? Because he, the Pittsburgh player just like elbowed that ball. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know, a it, lot of stuff he happen. meant to do. Force of will matters. He wanted uh, him. Yeah, I mean, I, I did say force of will matters. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, a, a lot of stuff's going to go uncalled or be confusing because this is way too fast uh, for for anyone. Um, I think uh, what just happened here was that the ball may have um, struck. No, this was must have been a five second violation. Oh, so yes. you only had five. <laughs> you have five seconds to take your free kick because they want things moving fast. Um, and so the goalkeeper took too long and the, the Warthogs really made a mess of that uh, opportunity by putting it straight into uh, there's a little blue curtain back there. I know I'm just uh, at this point stringing <laughs> stories together, um, but it's the blue curtain. But you important. should be watching this. You should not be listening to us right now if you're not actually right. watching this game. Yeah. Put the game on for the love of God. Um, don't listen to this without the game. It's not going to make any sense. Um so the blue curtain back there is covering up a youth play area. Um, it's normally where it's normally where the team buses would park for both the the Capitals and what used to be the Washington Bullets. Um, but for indoor soccer, I guess they didn't have that many buses or that much stuff, so there was just a lot of empty space. So they would set up a little play zone back there where you could do soccer challenges. So there was a um, a dribbling section, there was a shooting at a target section. Uh, there was a thing where you stood in goal and they would launch a ball at you through the jugs machine and you had to save the ball, um, which this is the 90s. People were like, yeah, sure. Put the kids in the goal and we'll just launch soccer balls at kids all night long. And if something goes wrong, uh, you know, that's what happens to kids sometimes. Um, and they'd give you a little card and the people there would fill out your thing. So if you got four of the five shots, right, someone would write four next to your uh, name and they would give you stats and you could compare. The thing is, at the end, you'd think that it would be like they would announce the best performance of the night or something like that. No, it was just you could compare with your friends and that was it. Excellent. <laughs> was, so if you no are just game. if you are just turning on the game, they're currently showing a list of first quarter stats sponsored by Lay's. I assume the potato chip company and not some yes. other local weird thing called Lay's. Uh, and the, the timestamp is right now, 3425. 
I should have said the time first. Anyway, good you luck. Should have. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do better at halftime. Um, going into the second quarter, the Warhogs look good. They are dominating this game up <laughs> we see, three to one. Uh, the Warthogs have a number 10 who just has a big black uh, square where his name should be. There is no name. Um, it just look like they that's take the kind over of number 10 I want, honestly. Um, so mystery number 10. Uh, I'm hoping they show that guy from the front. Maybe we can figure out who that is or maybe it, they will address the situation in some way. Jason. But- Jason, yeah. you're being very charitable, saying we might figure it out. You are the only possible person on this <laughs> podcast, nay, in this lifetime, that would be able to figure out who that person is. I have a special set of skills. <laughs> That's what that movie is about, right? Yeah, yeah. Identifying yeah, soccer yep. players. Liam Neeson knows 100%. the 90s indoor soccer scene better than anyone. And that's how he retrieves his kidnapped daughter. I think he was the original choice to, to be cast in playing for keeps um, before they settled on Gerard Butler for, for the lead in that film. Um, I think it probably would have done better with Liam Neeson. Didn't wouldn't have made any more sense, but I never saw the film. I admit. I have no idea. That was, you don't remember the movie playing for keeps. Gerard Butler plays a DC United player. Oh, right. And in this you've, film, you've they mix the, and match. I've seen the pictures yes. from different years. Yes. Don't watch I've the movie. It. Um, it's not. Worth I, yeah. Why time. would I watch that movie? No, it's no, bad. I never watched it. I just remember it, exi- it, it existed. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have seen it just so I could say otherwise, but. I, oh no. Now we're going to have to do that. Aren't so, we? So I, we're going to have to I watch that and do this thing to that movie. Aren't we? We're going to riff mean, tracks playing for keeps. This, this might be what we, what we become. Um, <laughs> Apologies to everyone, including you guys. I even you guys. Um, we just who's in charge here? The- I want to lodge a protest. <laughs> right here we go. Hold on. Is that a young Matt Damon? It you does look like a Matt Damon. Was, Adam, you spoke right when he was saying the name of who that was, so I don't know who it was. Um, You're welcome. You spoke only just for a moment, and it was the exact <laughs> moment I needed to. I couldn't recognize him. Um, so the mystery number ten is nameless. Wow, is Matt was, Damon? Uh, where it's Matt Damon that it's been decided, Jason. I don't know. You, right. you were busy trying to listen to something else. Fair enough. Matt Matt Damon uh, watching <laughs> as this uh, absurd valve just happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's another one. And the, no one even seems that bothered. This was not uh, even called. Uh, this one wasn't even called. So this, this is why American thing. soccer is the way it is. Uh, no, do you want to know why MLS doesn't American call shit? It's because it of this stuff. Oh, oh, you're getting a blue card. A blue card? Wait, what? So, so a blue card means you have to go to the penalty box for two minutes, um, and your team has to play down a man. Oh, he's going for more. Wait, someone else got a blue card. So are the Warhogs going to go up two men? Uh, pretty sure. Unless unless hey. they're saying that Hunyak, I think they're saying a Hunyak has to go. Um, I so I think they both got cards for for chatter. Um, so they both have to go to the and Did take Hunyak the has ball with him, him. <laughs> which I don't know how they're going to resolve that. He's, he's, he's trying, trying to take it back from the steward. <laughs> All right, so so, so it's going to be four on three, I think, um, because Kia, the captain. Uh, not the car, the, the human being Kia um, <laughs> also got a card for his protests. 
So I don't know if they'll do, I can't remember if they do four on three or if they'll just make it five on four. Um, but power play, they, they didn't even bother oh. coming up with a new name. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> what, did Honyak just jump over the Hunyak wall? jumped into the other penalty box. No, no. Hun, yeah, Honyak tried to get over, and the captain from the Warthogs <laughs> is angry at Honyak, who is now being ejected from the game. <laughs> and, and wanting to go I after didn't the know referee. That, I don't remember this. There is a, also, there's so a very hairy man. So he's just trying to bust out of the penalty box? In the foreground in the stands, there's a very hairy man who appears to be particularly mad at this turn of events. He's wandered <laughs> down to yell. Um, so Hunyak really took to heart Ben's uh, force of will. Importance of the force of will. Yes. He he yes. was like, I really want to be on the field. I don't want to be in this box. Yeah. Um, and he's no longer in that box. So nope. force of will he, combined so with a monkey's is, paw. I don't know how this is going to affect the numbers on the field uh, for now because. Yeah, it seems I, I like don't it know. could be game changing yeah. though for for your captain be sent off even if you don't have to play down a man the rest of the game. Well, that, so that uh, wasn't the captain. The captain is Troy Snyder, who played okay. on every indoor soccer. That, you'll, you'll notice a lot of these guys just played for the Warthogs and in Baltimore, and they just alternated forever. Um, but yeah, Troy Snyder was trying to yell at Goran Hunyak for climbing Dude, over. Stop the doing wall. it! Yeah, don't don't do this. Um, yeah, I mean, this in is, his uh, defense, he had had a lot of cocaine before the game. It's possible. Uh, this is the, still the '90s. I don't know if indoor soccer players could afford to do that, um, but if they could, you know, maybe that was. I, I'm sure the CISL did not have much in the way of a, a testing regimen. <laughs> I would assume um, they had none whatsoever. Yeah, it was probably just like you don't look like you're high. Go out there, go get him, <laughs> man! You played like a maniac today. What? I don't remember that. Uh, um, the CISL logo is is possibly the most '90s thing out of everything we've seen here. It is. You know what it, it is looks a, like. What does is it, it look like? It looks like the original Comedy Central logo. Yes, it does. From this era. It looks exactly like it, except someone just typed CISL instead of Comedy well, Central. And, and instead of a uh, skyline, it's a it's a soccer ball on the top, but it's definitely right. a world but, on the bottom. A so globe. Someone definitely was like, this is the logo for us. Let's just alter this as quickly as possible and, and get it on a ball and a field and let's get out there. Um. I like how long this is taking. This yeah, they're uh, still trying to figure out what because is this is why it's a two-hour broadcast and not not, so, not something more reasonable. I mean, I, I've played in indoor games where someone has gotten a red card, and generally the referee would just tell you you couldn't sit on the bench anymore. So you could go at the soccer dome up near Arundel Mills. There was a net, but um, next to the field to prevent the ball from flying into the other because there's multiple fields. They didn't want the balls sure. flying to interfere. Um, as long as you went on the other side of the net, you were, I mean, they, they didn't make you leave because oftentimes, you know, you had driven to the game with your teammates. Um, I can't believe this guy has no, no name. It's <laughs> killing me. They just showed him again. Um, but yeah, incredible. I've never, I've seen people get into fights at indoor soccer games too often because people treat it like it's the end of the world. If they don't win the, the D three, uh, open league uh game but i've never seen this jim Gabon um, is drawing on a whiteboard that's I, I think he's to trying to board. diagram uh, i think he's trying to diagram a formation for whatever is about to happen 
I don't think it's whatever. a whiteboard, Ben. I think it's a piece of paper on a clipboard. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. that makes much more sense. And I, I have to retract my statement. I'm remembering another indoor soccer professional fight that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this league. Um, I, I My first ever away game uh, was the Baltimore Spirit playing the Harrisburg Heat in the NPSO. And the end of that, that was the rivalry. That was like the hottest rivalry in the league because the teams were pretty close together. Um, and I remember the end of that game, there was a fight in which uh, one player somehow left the penalty box and leapt sort of on top of a scrum of people. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> when I was 12 years old or whatever, I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life um, because it did not make any sense. It was pure chaos. And the referees were just like, all right, fine. You guys are going to have a fight. Have you had your fight? chaos? Now yeah. maybe soccer is about hold to start on again. Your, your butt. We got a we got a power play or something. Yeah, I don't know if we have one or not. No, it, it, whatever happened, <laughs> it doesn't happened. seem to be going well. There was a long ball, and then Pittsburgh got it. It, it looks like they're playing four v four. Yeah. Yes, and it looks like the Warthogs have their nameless number ten in the penalty box serving Hunyak's penalty that he incurred before he climbed out of the penalty box to try and fight yes. someone. Um, oh, wow. But there's definitely a boot to the head there that, um, but because oh, a back the Warhawks player got, oh, ball, it, was, yeah. it was play yeah. on until the ball turned over. Eichmann got, he, no, no, I don't know he, what he was doing. No. Seacrest. There. Seacrest. Oh, he was just tripping and he fell. He was falling. And, oh, and oh, then no. got hit in the head. It was Ooh, like it was. It was head. almost as much head to foot. It looks like his, as it was foot he to also head. Appears to have hurt his wrist or elbow, judging from yeah. his. Uh, that was bad all around. That guy got hurt in like three different ways. Yeah, uh, tripping on the once again. I got to say it. Very dubious turf. A very bad turf. Uh, full yeah. of seams and tripping people that were like, that guy was just running and all of a sudden was tripped up. Um, don't play on this surface if you can avoid it. I hope if you find yourself like... traveling in time back to August of twenty of nineteen ninety four, do not play in this game. Or oh. if you do and you're the nameless number ten, email us filibusterpodcast at yeah. gmail dot com when you get back to the present and tell us about your experience and why you chose to look like Matt Damon. Um, I, well, I mean, actually, that part we understand. Oh, it got nah. through. Uh, from what um, so Pablo Mauer over the last few years has been up to watch Baltimore Blast games. They moved from Baltimore yes. and they're actually playing in Towson. And from what he's told me, the playing surface there is kind of similar to this in that there are seams and the, the field kind of like um, it doesn't stay flush to the, the ground. It sort of pulls up a little, which is real e. bad. Um, yeah, no good. Uh, don't do that. I mean, like I mentioned the soccer Ooh. dome earlier. The that soccer dome did not have that problem. Um, uh, that was a league that I was playing in. I, you know, my my entry fee was like sixty bucks, and I got to play like eight games. Um, and that surface was pretty decent. Wait, what <laughs> is that giant ball doing? What is that giant ball on the field? The world's largest uh, Telstar is on the field. <laughs> this is a thing that was passed around in the stands for fun. Um, and obviously, I think, I think they should play with it. And if you score, it's worth triple. <laughs> Maybe more. Uh, and now because, the, the referees can't get the ball off the field because no one's coming out to open the field up to let them get rid big. of it. There we go. Finally, someone throw it over the, the glass. Door. It's not a heavy ball. With uh, the Warthogs. Uh, there's one of the Warthogs uh, staffers with the yep. safari gear. Um, 
I want to again emphasize that to me in 1994, this was normal. All of this was like, oh yeah, yeah. To me in 2020, for. given how 2020 has gone, this is amazing. <laughs> I want this back. Yeah, this was the, like the World Cup we with 11 so on 11 desperate. soccer that that made sense. That was like, wow, that was incredible. This was the everyday. Uh, this was the quotidian soccer of of my youth. Was stuff like this. Trash bag American soccer right here. R- Nothing special. Guys, guys climbing out of penalty boxes. There being penalty <laughs> boxes. Uh, random gigantic Giant soccer, soccer balls. balls. All very normal to me. Rock music playing um, in the background. I really want, now want to find a game on YouTube that had Preki in it because I want to see what he did in this league because I can see him just completely... Destroying everything and scoring uh, eight goals a game by himself. Welcome to Filibuster, the U.S. indoor soccer podcast. I mean, honestly, doesn't this deserve a little more attention than it did ever it got? Really does. This is insane. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up Preki's um, Wikipedia now, and to find it would be tough because I still can't Preki's- believe that Preki played indoor soccer and for Everton. Yes. Uh, and in fact, <laughs> if you look at the trajectory of his career, the team that he was playing for before he left to go play for Everton in what was not, it wasn't yet the Premier League. I think it was still the English First Division before they. He was old changed. enough that he played in the. Like, he was there in the, when the championship was the top flight. No, 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 no. Well, not really. The top flight was the top flight. They just renamed it the Premiership. And so the top division at was. It, English, the English naming convention should be abandoned. Sorry, USL, you got it wrong when you decided to copy this bizarre uh, way of doing but it. But Everton was in the top flight. Yes. And he left He left uh, the St. Louis Storm of the uh, major indoor soccer league uh, and moved on to Everton. And in fact, if you look up St. Oh. Louis Storm on Wikipedia, there's a paragraph explaining who they are and then... A notable Storm player was Preki, the Yugoslav-born winger who stayed with the club until its demise in 1992 when he signed for Everton. <laughs> Jason, so he you, left, you, and the club ceased to be. Jason, you missed. They, they, there was a, a, there was an announcement with very dramatic reading that oh, the glass door is open, which apparently well, meant that some player was that's coming. Very off. dangerous. Um. Oh. Uh, oh, he almost saved yeah. that. If you leave Ooh, those was... doors open and someone runs into them, they're going to the hospital. Um, those doors need to be shut uh, if people are running around. Um, so, yeah, I feel like if anything, the announcement wasn't dramatic enough that sh- they should have like had like red lights going off and sirens. Um, of course, all of this is fairly dangerous. Uh, if I'm if if I'm being honest, this whole thing is uh, oh, a constant series of dangers. That. That was well um, yeah, done. So, I, I I guess Pittsburgh was up five v three or four v three or yes. something. Um, yeah, because the nameless number ten was also in the box. Yeah, well, so I'm so gonna four now. You see the game is. I'm gonna freshen my bevs. Reader, uh, listeners, you should freshen your bevs as well. I mean, they can pause, Ben. We we're not gonna pause for you though. No, you yeah. know you shouldn't they, pause. But listeners can pause uh, when they need a drink. Or just take us with us with them because you know podcast technology. It can live in your ears. It doesn't have to wait um, for your return. Um, going back to Preki, 
Uh, Precky played for the Tacoma Stars from 1985 to 1990. Uh, the St. Louis Storm from 90 to 92. These are just the indoor teams. And after he, the thing is, I, I so I said that he went from St. Louis Storm playing indoor soccer to Everton. He finished his time at Everton in 1994, and the team he signed with before he resumed professional indoor soccer or professional soccer outdoor was the San Jose Grizzlies indoor team in this league, the CISL. <laughs> um, and in this league, it, from 1994 to 1995, Wikipedia lists him as having 32 appearances for San Jose and scoring 67 goals. Um, That's honestly a lower rate than I expected. He, with the St. Louis Storm, it says 113 goals in 91 games. And with Tacoma, it was actually only 209 goals and 247 appearances. So it took him a while, I guess, to get used to it. You know, you got to get your feet under you. Especially, you know, with the kind of loose turf that they had. Yes. I think... um, Oh, I, I think we, the, the Warthogs had a two on one breakaway shorthanded. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, and instead, couldn't Very take advantage of it. And then the goalie turns Dick it over. Knight. They almost had a shorty. And instead of pressing the issue, they they played it back in. And Tiani uh, gives up a bad goal. So, Second quarter, not as noticed, good as the first. One thing you've probably noticed is that. Um, the goalkeepers have to function as field players. Um, yeah. And so Tenny is coming out in possession all the time. Um, but this one obviously didn't go well. He appears to be mad at someone else, but I feel like this one's on him. Because um, it's not like this guy came out of nowhere. He was the player that was pressing him from straight ahead. Um, if you give the ball away to that guy and it's not a bad pass to you, then it's probably your fault. Um yep. Not going to yeah, disagree with that. This was another indoor soccer thing. Like one one thing would occur in the game, and all of a sudden it would go from like a fairly in control game to this chaos where it's four four, and you're not sure even how many players belong on the field. Um, it's like Sports Center used to say in the '90s about the NBA. This is the CISL, and everybody makes a run. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no game should be out of hand in this league. I feel like. Um. Oh, our, our mystery man just uh, tossed his defender into the boards and is not in any real trouble for doing, doing so. No, he um, just got into defensive just a position. Penalty, and... Just a, a foul, and uh, yep. that's it. No, when not you're even number 10, you can do whatever you want. When you I have mean, how no are they going yeah, to punish man. this man? Uh, he can't be identified. How could you track him down? Ooh, second quarter, Pittsburgh leading the shots. Department five nothing. Now it's five one. Oh, I need uh, number ten to score. As, Maybe as Washington we'll forced to save. I was oh, really two, hoping so number two, ten right away. would uh would just you uh, wanted them to say his name. <laughs> yes, I would probably uh, talk over this it mystery. Again. What I really want to know isn't even so much. His name isn't so much what I want to know. Why is he playing with a? <laughs> just give him no name. If you don't want to put his name on his jersey, well, I would assume it's someone. Is, I would assume someone else was number ten, and then that person got injured or quit or something. And right. they, they didn't want to. Re- they didn't want to put but, but, a but ben, new thing on the jersey. What, what you're describing is the kind of thing that happens on regular regular people indoor teams all the time. Um, <laughs> right. This is a professional team. <laughs> okay, professional. Okay, these guys were paid to play this uh, chaos game. Yeah, but uh, not paid enough to like made... waste jerseys. 
Again, my theory I mean, is that there was a trade that day. There was a number 10 <laughs> on the team before he wanted, he got traded for that number 10, wanted the new Jersey or, or wanted the same number or was assigned the same number. And they just didn't have time to customize the Jersey. So black electrical tape over the name, not even a long name. So it's a pretty short name that, that happened I, to be there before. I was really hoping that the Warthogs uh, page might have um, inexplicably have a break breakdown of players by season Ooh, like uh, uh like mls has but that is not the case <laughs> there is yeah. only a handful of paragraphs uh one of which appears to mostly be about how richie burke uh went on to coach uh, elsewhere um <laughs> there's not that much here so unfortunately we are stuck with uh no information no new information on this uh number 10 There is someone did do a, a, a Wikipedia page for Colette Cunningham though, and and notes her. Uh, she went on to play in. Uh, she played for Lazio in Italy's women's league. Um, she played for another Italian team, and then came back and played for the Maryland Pride, which was uh, WPSL. Um, oh, she did get caps. She got two caps for the U.S. So she okay. she did manage to play for the women's national team at some point. Dante Washington with some nice footwork there to get a shot off on the boards. Um, very low angle though. No, no real chance. And I can't look, I, I feel like you can't look at the Warthogs logo at midfield without knowing that it is looking right back at you, even <laughs> through the years. And from the screen, that logo is staring into your soul. It wants you to get on board and get some uh, Warthogs fever. <laughs> I mean, that like that's got to be a viral thing, right? right now. It's a it's like a it's, metaphorical it's on fever. The a medical condition. Um, <laughs> it might be a mental health disorder uh, to get warthog's fever at this stage. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that going around. But I mean, I think we all have warthog's fever at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we we certainly do, and and if you're listening to this, you may have caught it by now. If you're this far into this podcast, you definitely also have Warthog's fever. <laughs> we are least listened to podcast ever. <laughs> um, we might have a few people start it, but if you're listening by now, right now, if you're still listening, please let us know <laughs> somehow. <laughs> send a smoke. It's signal, not even halftime yet, so it's yellow. Not, oh, we got it. We have so much further to go on this, and I want to know who is surviving with us. So, so let us know. Um, at filibuster dcu on twitter filibusterpodcast at gmail.com just just drop us a line and and let us know uh how you're doing because times is hard right now and we're getting through it with warthogs soccer to the extent you can call this soccer it's more soccer than i've Ooh, seen this month. hey we got a three on two four on two there was a guy just in front of everybody because there's no offside oh a save one so missed shot rebounded off don't the, know board. the result of like we could look up well all right maybe i don't know if we, we could. could look up yeah that information may or may not exist on the internet <laughs> um we could just fast forward the video um to find sure. out what would happen but uh we're gonna let this play out we don't know how this is gonna go um there have already been a number of incredible surprises uh not the least of which was five foot tall soccer ball that inter interrupts play uh, followed 
I think, very, very close behind by man leaves penalty box to enter other penalty box. (laughs) Gets kicked out. Yes, gets ejected for not even committing a foul, just trying to have a fight in a different box, uh, a different tiny enclosed space in which he would have been outnumbered two to one. I feel like in the spirit of, of this league, they should have let him have the fight. Like, let the man have his fight. He wanted the fight. Let him have it. I feel like in indoor soccer, that was kind of the case um, a little too often. Um, guys punching each other. So maybe it was for the best that they're like, guys, come on. <laughs> we don't need I mean, this. Close also, quarters like this. You're running full speed. There might be a glass door for you to run into at any random moment. You know, tensions I, I are going to be high. I don't really know how he was going to get from that penalty box to the other one because there's a whole scorekeeper box between them that he would have had to get through there as well. Punch the scorekeeper. I mean, I I feel like he's not going to put up a fight. He's not going to stop you. All you have to do is climb to two boxes. It's fine. (laughs) Pittsburgh very nearly taking the lead there. I'm invested in this game, guys. (laughs) I, I know. The Warthogs to in win. spite of myself, I am. Adam, I am we haven't seen real live soccer in a month. What these, else do we these, have to do besides get invested in the Washington Warthogs? These villainous stingers have provoked Gorn Hunyak into this reaction, and so now they've they've lost. Free Hunyak. Um, and so now with the hashtag, please. <laughs> we need we need the free Hunyak hashtag to happen. Um, Nobody will know what is happening except listeners to the, the, the two listeners that are still with us. Um, you will know what that is and no one else will. So welcome to the club. Um, if you're also, if you're listening to this and you are somehow a Pittsburgh stingers fan from back in the day, uh, stop listening right now. But no. I would say, please no, we let need us to. Know. Please let us know your experience from the other side of, of this and also just the general, like, what was it like at Pittsburgh Stingers games? Was there a man in a bee costume instead of a safari costume? Um, was there a kid's play there area many people or in some other thing? It could be any number of uh, bizarre nonsense. Yeah, why not? Is their home jersey a bee costume? This wasn't uh, that far after that um, Blind Melon video with the little girl in the bee costume, so it could have yep. been popular. They had the, <laughs> the runner-up for their name was literally the Pittsburgh Tap Dancing Bees. Um, <laughs> didn't stick for whatever reason. Not enough Blind Melon fans. Um, is, I don't know if they played this at Warthogs games, but they definitely played that song at the Baltimore arena pretty much for every game. <laughs> it was kind of a staple. Because there's the no rain indoors. It was a popular song uh, from that. Adam. Adam. <laughs> um, You're more Adam. mad at me than. <laughs> I am oh, more no. mad at you. Oh, oh, uh, nice. Be mad at Pittsburgh because uh, I am mad at Pit- no, I'm more no. mad at Pittsburgh. <laughs> so it, it appears to me that the Stingers have a lot of guys that are are either Brazilian or Eastern European. Um, so yeah. they've got like Fabiano and Kia, but they've also got several guys with um, Slavic or or possibly Russian names, which is a another kind of thing that you would have happen in these leagues. Is that someone would be like, I know some dudes. Like, where do you know the dudes from? Like, oh, they're dudes that play for the like. Don't worry about the it. Local, 
the local uh, Yugoslav team that plays in our area. They're, they're like a good amateur team. And you'd say, okay, bring them aboard. And all of a sudden you'd have like four guys from that team. Oh man, that was, that was very nearly saved. Uh, Tenny Troy Fabiano, his form. I, I have to question a little bit, but um, good movement, bad defensive tracking. Apparently Troy I, Fabiano I is the here. head coach of the uh, Milwaukee Panthers women's soccer team right now. Nice. And he just scored the nice. goal for the Pittsburgh stingers. Milwaukee Panthers are now our enemies. Sorry, girls. Yep. It's wild. This is like, um, there's that saying about uh, the Velvet Under- Underground that they weren't the most popular band, but uh, that everyone that listened to the Velvet Underground made a record. Um, it seems like this was not the most popular soccer league, but if you played in it, you probably went on to coach. Um, because yeah. it seems like Apparently this was his only up. season with the uh, in the CISL. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just enough so he could get that coaching license. <laughs> yep. The CISL didn't last for very long. The CISL. There's he a also played those, those Lanceros. He also played oh, okay. for the Milwaukee Wave and the so Milwaukee Rampage. All right, so the, the Milwaukee Wave were in Are the league. Is that in the, the other the indoor league? Yeah, so they played against Baltimore. So I would see the Milwaukee Wave in that league every year. Um, and they were usually pretty good. Um, and in fact, the Milwaukee Wave might still be playing. Um, I want to say that a few years ago when Baltimore went to the championship game, their opponent was the Milwaukee Wave. Um, so two city Milwaukee and Baltimore, uh, from what I can tell, are pretty similar in a lot of ways. And maybe this is one of them is that they've decided that indoor soccer still has its place. Oh, Dante Washington with another near Galazzo yes, there. The, the Milwaukee Wave still have an active website. Um, okay. The Milwaukee Rampage were in the USISL, which is the league that the Richmond Kickers were in yes. when they won the U.S. Open Cup, the last uh, uh, team to win it before the professional era started. So in that instance, the I stands for independent, not indoor? Uh, yes, uh, I'm pretty sure it was independent. I think so. Um, and they were, when I hear USISL in the context of this, I think, oh, that must be an indoor league. But it's not. It's just a soccer league with many letters. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's what the USL used to be called. Yes. The, then they the, dropped a couple letters. Well, the, weren't the they the A-League for a while, too? Yeah. Yes, they were the A-League. USISL, then A-League. There have been many names. Yeah. There was a stretch of time where the USISL, if you wanted to see professional 11-on-11 soccer with rules that you might understand, um, that was your best bet in the United States. That oh, was, Wow. Sorry, Other than waiting a, for, go ahead. That was uh, a fantastic goal. Whoop, Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly. Uh, Kia makes like he's going to take the free kick direct from the red line. Did you guys call it the red line? Yeah, it, yeah. That's it's all essentially the, the blue line from hockey, but red. Um, yes. <laughs> and instead, chops it uh, on the ground over to Lilly, who who first time shoots to the far post and uh, just side footed into the upper 90. That was fantastic goal from Pittsburgh. I can't even be mad about it. Even the Bridges gold cam, even though we can't see the shot being taken. <laughs> you know what? Maybe the keeper could have done better. He mostly just covered his face. He was mostly just protecting his, Look, his, his money. Indoor maker soccer there. Goalkeeping is about survival. 
Survival true. first, saving shot second. If you came out of the game and you could drive yourself home at the end of the night, you did a good job. <sighs> Alas. Uh, not looking good for the Warhawks late in the first half here. Some jams being played in the background. Uh, sign sealed delivered. Not really the music I would associate with competitive sports, but... Um, or the early 90s. That's like maybe a wedding in the early 90s. You would, you would hear that. Yes. Um, I get the feeling that there was maybe a line in the song that was relevant to what was happening on the field, and but they've just decided to let the song play. <laughs> Why not? Why have clips when you can just be like, just hit play on this. It's fine. Just yeah. let it run. Just let it run. That's all you need. 3.8 seconds left in the second quarter. Free Hunyak. Free Hunyak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those rebounds that go off the keeper. I'm constantly scared. I do like that there was only one horn sound in the 90s in arenas. Yes. So all the college basketball I watched, I grew up in Big Ten country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and growing up, ESPN Plus was not a streaming service. It was the regional broadcasts of college sports. Um, Adam, and, can I interrupt you briefly? Yes. Jim Gabara has Seinfeld hair. That's yes, all. He does. That's it. That's the tweet. That was very important. Thank you for uh He for was that walking off the interrupt. field for halftime. <laughs> uh every basketball in the Big Ten had that horn, and it's just like I he- hear that and I'm just taken back to the early nineties watching college basketball with my parents. Um I, I'm pretty sure that you bought like a a scoreboard uh sound system, something like that, and it was just like this is the one that's out there. Right, which one? Which one of these team names is the most '90s? Carolina Vipers, Anaheim Splash, or Detroit Neon? There, there's something incredibly '90s about all of them. I, I kind of want to say the the Splash. Detroit Neon. It's the. I mean, the combination of RoboCop and the word Neon is is very '90s. Um, but when I think of cars of the '90s, the Dodge Viper. Uh, is up and not and not the Dodge Neon, not the Dodge Neon. Wow, yeah. I wonder (laughs) if there was ever a Dodge Splash because that would have been quite a trifecta. Uh, I mean, now that you mention it, the Dodge Neon was a super '90s car as well. Uh, very different type of market than than the Viper. (laughs) Yeah, not really. Not really the same kind of. Uh, probably. I mean, most likely, yes. There was probably a show in the 90s named Viper in which there was probably like a a guy who wears a, a blazer or not a blazer, a duster and gets into fistfights. Um, I think Viper is a- an American action adventure television series about a special task force set up by the federal <laughs> government to fight the crime into the fictional city of Metro City, California. Perpetually under siege from one crime wave after another. The weapon used by, by the task force is an assault vehicle that masquerades as a Dodge Viper Roadster yes. and Coupe. I remembered this. <laughs> this came on. The, this was from 1994 to 1999. Uh, ben, it is this, is this a show? Is this a show? Anything in the 90s where the name was Viper or was it V-I-P-E-R with with periods to let you know that this was an acronym? No periods. <laughs> just just Viper. Okay. 
I thought there was a, a but seventy-eight episodes. Team. There were seventy-eight episodes of this television program. There was a kid in a Mariners hat trying to give Jim Gabara bunny ears. Yes, because in nineteen ninety-four, bunny ears still pretty new. Still like oh, the height of comedy in 1994 email us if you're still listening email us if you think we should just uh watch an episode of viper instead of a soccer (laughs) game for the next episode of filibuster we will we will riff tracks whatever we can get our hands on if that is playing for keeps if that is the 90s action adventure show viper um (laughs) i i vaguely remember watching the pilot of that as a fourth grader. This means and nothing. To, this show means nothing to me. I do not know this show at all. Like I really like. I remember. I think that show is part of the reason why I remember Dodge Vipers exist as a vehicle <laughs> because that they were a, a, a very silly car. They had like right. a V10, an underpowered V10. They were there to be big and loud and not actually that powerful. Which it was supposed to look cool. Yeah. You wanted it to look cool. That was a, ma- a major part of it as and, well. This guy, you know, and sound cool. But uh, not George actually. Snyder is wearing a pair of Lottos, which I'm very excited to see, uh, and not wearing like the Lotto Stadio, which is the one with the green. Um, so yeah, he he tracked down via some means. It would have been very difficult. I don't know if people understand how difficult it was to get um, a given kind of of shoe back in this era because if it wasn't in TSI and it wasn't in Eurosport, which is now soccer.com. Uh, you weren't getting it uh, unless you like knew someone that went to Europe and they could go with your shoe size and like take a guess. Um, so yeah, I don't know where you would get a pair of Lotto's indoor shoes uh, in 1994. I know you could get Lotto outdoor shoes, but indoor. Yeah. I don't know. That, that guy must've had a line on something. Um, maybe he knew someone that went to Italy. Probably that's what it was, man. I remember before MLS, I, I liked soccer. I like, like I played soccer starting in first grade and my parents didn't really know anything about it uh, other than it wasn't football and they didn't want me to play football. And so I was, I was playing soccer in the fall and I, I loved the game and to the extent that I knew it at the time, which was, you know, first grader in Indiana with no soccer on TV. And so, you know, the World Cup comes around in 94. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what <laughs> you did. And I'm wearing my, I don't know if you guys can see this, I'm wearing my Ace Purple soccer shirt right now, um, completely <laughs> coincidentally, because it is a wonderful shirt and I wear it all the time. It is great. And the more we can talk about Ace Purple on this podcast, the happier I am. Uh but but growing up, Evan, University of Evansville, where I'm from, uh, had a good program. IU had a great program, even even back then. Uh, so my dad would take me to watch college soccer games every now and again. Uh, and and if there was a, a big game on TV and I could wrangle the remote away from my dad, we'd watch it. Uh, but mostly, I didn't watch a lot of soccer as as a young kid. But I would come up with these ideas for teams based on. For some reason, I had Eurosport catalogs delivered all the time and so i just go through the various template jersey combinations they had and come up with team names and my brother and i would draw logos and you know we didn't know anything about soccer tactics at the time so it was just the brand identities that we would (laughs) make up and draw logos and jerseys for adidas currently does uh i mean we were using the adidas templates of 19 the early 90s so um 
we were completely just using what they had. So I don't know if we would have done much better. We definitely were better than Nike at the time, as far as team names and brand identities. Um, there, there was no San Jose clash or Tampa Bay mutiny with space bats. Um, <laughs> partly because like that, that was so off the wall. It never even occurred to us. Like that was more nineties than we were at the time. Certainly. Well, I, I guess we're in the second half now. Um, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to step away and and get a drink. You guys obviously soldier on without me. Uh, ooh, the Warhawks are just shooting from any distance now and <laughs> hitting it high off the glass. I mean, why not? Yeah. All right. I'll be back. This... Uh... This game is just, uh, it is it's really wonderful. Just, it's pure chaos. Uh, at I all love times. it. It's great. Just there should only ever like, be a cancel MLS. There should only be indoor <laughs> soccer. <laughs> I like that. Ben, you're taking a very, uh, a regressive stance in, in that we spent so much time trying to progress away from this. And you're like, no, 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 we had it right. Let's bring it back. back. We, we, had, we had it right in 1994. Bring it all back. Now, now since, since since you're the maybe the foremost adherent uh, to the CISL brand of soccer, I want to ask you: Yes, um, how would you feel if we we were playing indoor soccer in a league that has goals that could count for one, two, or three points? Yes, do it. All of it sounds great. So that that is the NPSL that uh, Baltimore was playing in. Um, the red line uh, was it that there was a. Um, Three, that was a three-point goal line. And if you scored a goal while on the power play, it was only worth one point. Um, Bob Lilly just got crushed in the boards, by the way. Um, so, yeah, in the in the NPSL, uh, yeah. the capability was, for, was there for you to score a three-point goal or a two-point goal. And, in fact, the two-point goal was a normal goal um, based on the idea that Americans would like numbers that were higher which is a very popular thought in American soccer for a long time. It has been for a long time. If there were more goals, it would be better. And it's like, well, what if we just made the goals count for more? How about that? (laughs) And the answer for the, Oh, uh, that was a good use of the the wall and a good goal. Dante Washington, Washington once again. And again, Uh, uh, the text block is so big on his back that it can barely fit. (laughs) Yes. And it's just Washington. Yes. Um, it's not a it's not an unusually long name, but it is way out on his sleeves. Um, yes, they bounced it off the wall well, and then a and then a good uh, and then yes, a good deflected goal from Dante Washington. One thing I do like is that it appears that the entire bench comes out to celebrate. Uh, yeah, because Colette so uh, Cunningham yeah. was out there, right? So players that haven't been in the game. And it really is just duct tape on this guy's back, by the way. Like, it's not a solid block when you look at it. It's it's two pieces of tape. Um, and so the, it's not a square so much as a square-ish uh, with a ragged lines of someone that has torn tape real quick. Um, I can't believe that we haven't learned his name yet. He's got to <laughs> score a goal. It's killing me. <laughs> Rewind and uh, uh, just divine what his name is when Adam was talking over it. 
Oh, it's so it's so far back. There's no way to know. You can't. No, no, no not you, know. the listener. Oh, our listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if yeah, you yeah. hear this guy's name when you're listening to us, uh, please let let us let know, Adam or at know. least let no, let Adam. Yeah. Know. Well, Adam's the one that le- needs to know the least. Let me know. <laughs> if you don't want to tell filibuster as a podcast, please tell me, Jason, what this person's name is. Um, because I need to know who this guy is. Uh, other than tape name uh, or <laughs> square of tape Tapeman. hiding his name. Listening to some more uh, soul classics. Uh, this is Shout, <laughs> and they're just playing Shout all the way through again. It's not a, well, let's play a few seconds of Shout that people get excited. They're just going to let the whole song play. You know, you make Adam, a choice, you actually and you, I am, yes. I, can you hear me? Okay. I'm back now. Yeah. I wonder if yeah, our listeners could hear me <laughs> before, and they're just going to assume you guys Probably are talking not. over now me. you're just making it weird. You shouldn't have done it. Well, Jason asked. I wasn't going to break the wall, but Jason broke the fourth wall. So, so here we are. I, I am a yes and man. Um. Anyway, the, the shout is still happening. Oh. <laughs> yes, the, like that. They're, they're going to play the whole song. Also, they have signs just for <laughs> Bud in in the backgrounds, <laughs> which I just love. Yes. Yeah. Bud. They had the very, the, I mean, I, I say very old now, the contemporary uh, Budweiser logo on the, the very pixelated scoreboard uh, at halftime, it looked like. Yes. So definitely an Anheuser oh, no. kind of league. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Nice. Bounced off the Amtrak, uh, the Amtrak board. Noticing that there's an ad for the post and there's a slogan that says, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Which uh, those ads lasted for like ten years. Um, and I mean that was their that, they were still using that when I moved to DC in okay, in oh six. So, so by ten years, I mean twenty years. Yeah, I think that was um, their slogan. Yeah, I don't know if that was their slogan before they switched to "Democracy Dies in Darkness" during the Trump administration. But um, I don't think there's a a spot on this field or a camera view where I cannot see a britches advertisement. <laughs> That's good consulting work by whoever did it for him. Team name is almost presented by Bridges Great Outdoors Washington Warthogs. (laughs) It's almost to that extent. Um, Bridges, I think. That's not legal. No, I assume Bridges was doing like 90% of the money that was going towards this team was Bridges. Oh, Dante um, Washington breaking ankles and nope. then just putting the Different ball guy. into orbit. That's, oh, no, uh, you're right. No, McClellan. Uh, you're McClellan. Right. Yeah. Uh, who, big surprise, also played for the Baltimore Spirit at the same time frame. <laughs> at the same time? So many of these guys, so many of these guys just probably lived in like Crofton or Columbia or somewhere else between the two cities and just played a season with in the Warthogs. Gambrels. Yeah. Yeah. In any, in any of the Gambrels. Um, and then played for Baltimore when that season came. What? What was what? that decision by the goalkeeper? Did he just like, what was that uh, decision by anybody? Like, did he just like hip thrust <laughs> that ball? Yes, yes. To Into danger. He didn't even like guide <laughs> it away. He just was like back where he came from. I was so we'll distracted by the stepovers that didn't make any sense. And then the decision just to poke the ball in like a dump and chase in hockey. And then it goes to the keeper who just like thrusts at the ball. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a that was a little bit like if you if we remember the Lamar Nagel uh, stoppage time equalizer against the Red yes. Bulls, except he was scoring a goal, <laughs> not as a playing in goal and guiding the ball into trouble. Um, that's the difference between the two leagues, I think. I mean, I don't ever want to see this, but it would be like if Bill Hamid just like hip thrust a ball out of his own penalty area. But but it's also be, like straight, he was able to use his hands. <laughs> right, uh, he was also yeah yeah. If he decided not to use his hands, uh, I, look, uh, I feel like reason was not on uh, or, or thought was not on Ben's list of things about indoor soccer. The the rules to success. Uh, these ideas were it's not true. on there. It's not a force of will. <laughs> nope. Not enthusiasm. It's certainly not Dante Washington. And yeah, definitely not Dante Washington. <laughs> We've, uh, a that was definitely there. a handball. <laughs> I mean, there was a foul there, too. <laughs> oh. Oh. Blue card for Eichmann after that that foul when <sighs> free the, the Pittsburgh players were yeah free Hunyak, uh, Pittsburgh players were appealing for a handball the referee didn't give it and so Eichmann decided to oblige them by throwing is that who is that Kia that's Kia uh, who <laughs> <laughs> wow that was like that a, was like a, a martial arts strike yes. with the like palm of your hand yes to Kia's that was chin. a 90s movie move. <laughs> Um, somehow that, that, only punishable by a blue card. That um, would be a uh, multi-game suspension. Yeah, in you, you can't 2020. do this. Um, you cannot. Uh, it turns out, strike someone in the face hard. Uh, Are they playing ticket it, to the house? I'm pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? We're gonna that's, take that's a when break you're celebrating the, your own uh, player going to the penalty box. They're, they're throwing the commercial <laughs> while we sort out the fact that a man just punched another guy in the face and is gonna get save only a over a thousand dollars. Oh yep. nope, can't save over a thousand dollars because it got edited out. Why was it? Why was there a ruler with the thousand well, dollars measuring save, one inch? That we will never know. I think that that mystery and the number ten are connected. I just have a hunch. The the notable ruler uh, sponsor rulers very expensive in the nineties. Everyone remembers that. Uh, every, I mean, I know I needed a ruler basically every year in the nineties. I, I, I was forced to buy a new one. Oh, Jim Guevara is not happy with uh, the referees. I don't know if he Jerry Seinfeld. You mean he he wouldn't have had He's a asking good them view. what's up with that. He wouldn't have had a good view of uh, Eichmann again. Just. Striking someone straight in the chin and angrily got some water. If that was what was in the uh, cooler, and Jim Brewer just hanging out there. They're calling this a power play, or no? This is the Pittsburgh power play. Never mind. I was about what to say is two on two power. Oh, they're two uh, four two. Two. Yeah, that, they scored two goals on their two power plays. That would be a slash in the usual parlance. Yes, or, or maybe you could say of instead of having a dash. Yeah. Um, or four. I think I think in the NHL now they say two of two or two four two rather right. than have a dash. Um but again, this is the it's nineteen ninety four. Yep. Uh there's no game clock, there's no score bug. It's this predates H- that. HTS yeah. is having a hockey guy and somebody else call this indoor soccer game. 
And whenever I mean, we see a score bug, everything is ticking down. Yes. Yeah, well, but that gotta, was true in the early days of MLS, too. And and college soccer, even to today. Yes. <laughs> college soccer. Oh, uh, that was nice. Ooh. Um, that was, that was that's actually uh, unfortunate real news. Um, one of the things that has been impacted by coronavirus is that the the NCAA meeting where uh, college soccer coaches led by Sasha Swarovski were going to propose having a schedule that makes sense and following some genuine soccer rules uh, that has been postponed indefinitely. So that's something that we're going to be stuck with whenever college soccer returns is college soccer is just going to be the same for at least another year uh, as well, a result of a disease. We know that there's going to be at least one fewer men's soccer team as well when they come back. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like, athletic departments are going to be hit pretty hard by this because a lot of them are not self-sufficient. They actually do draw from almost all of them. Very few are, are independent of tuition and fees from, right. from general students. Um, and so a lot of universities are, are bleeding money right now and they uh, are going to have to make cuts somewhere it's and athletics happy, makes guys. as much We're sense. We're not happy, but like less, less depressing than yeah. anyway. Well, anyway, Cincinnati I'm sure that something bizarre is about to happen um, that will make us uh, amused again because this game is full of just constant nonsense. They love Kia always Washington. In the of it. Yeah, Washington loves smashing Pittsburgh players in that corner, and somehow that was a foul on Kia and not <laughs> the Washington player who was smashing him into the boards. And so you I'll see that it. he's not even like Kia didn't even he was kind of like, come on, man. But there's not really an argument. He's just like, I guess this is just how things are. Um, if I go in the corner, I might just get crushed into the boards and have a foul called on me. And I, I mean, yeah, that's apparently the rules of <laughs> indoor soccer in the 90s. The other guy had more will in that moment. More force of will. That means it's his ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. That tackle was bad. He did not want it. Ooh, that was a lot of was force that, of will by Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm right pretty there. sure that was Dante Washington with a, a goal-saving chest, chest track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, having having been playing up top like five seconds ago. Uh, he, he tracked but, all the way back the 30 yards to the other goal. I, I think it is Whoa. You know, it's Washington. Wa- Washington and McClellan both have very similar hairstyles. Uh, and when we don't get yes. a shot of their uniform, it's very hard to tell who anyone is really. Hart um, just put that into orbit. I think it's because his nameplate is very off center. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that um, just dragged him down one side and it took and, them like five, know. like, uh, like a solid minute to get that ball back out of the, uh, That's uh, their last ball. Okay. Yeah. They had to get it back. Yeah, yeah, that that ball probably made it into the kids' play area, which by this point in the game would have been shut down. Uh, they had it during the first half, and then at the second half, I guess they wanted you to go back and watch the rest of the game, so they would just did kick you out. Um, the like three or four interns that were running that thing would eventually maybe they just were tired of it, or they're like, "This is not great. I don't want to be here anymore." But either way, it would always wow. That was another huge yep. foul. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we are we are at the most ridiculous and most '90s music cue of the night. Um, the chicken dance is happening right now. <laughs> My daughter loves while the game is dance. happening. She she comes up to me every night and is just like yeah. she's just like bok bok, and I'm just like <laughs> but no, but she's just like bok bok. 
It's either that or Baby Shark or Old Town Road. Those are her favorite songs. Adam, please, please, Adam, for the children. I wish our listeners could see the look of joy on my face and the emotions. Adam, we don't have any listeners right now. I want to bring up something that. Uh, I was able to hear what they were saying uh, on the broadcast while you were where you, you were In doing spite of us. Dance. Um, they just replayed. <laughs> they're going to replay this again. Uh, the oh, that's a red card. The announcers are arguing that this is not a foul at all on the word. That's a red card. <laughs> they they just called it a terrible piece of officiating. Um, despite the like two foot stomp that we just saw. Um, no blood, so no foul. Yeah, this guy isn't or dead. Blood, no foul. It must be play acting. Um, now, with indoor shoes, the stomp is going to do less damage than with studs. So, yeah, um, there is that. But also, it's a stomp. Um, if you want it's a red card, wearing flat-soled shoes, stomping them is probably the most efficient way to hurt them. Uh, so it should still be a foul. Um I also want everyone to know that I've pulled out my phone and I have my camera ready so that if this nameless guy pops up again, uh, I can get a photo. Um, I'm not letting this go. go back and take a screenshot later. That seems no. less fun. I like, than the, doing phone it in the, I like the phone idea. Yeah. This is more in line with Ooh, indoor soccer. Turnover thinking. in midfield um, there. Yeah. The I don't have dogs. plan. I have force of will. Oh, that and they fully have force of will. A very nice goal, and the guy number five, or I think that's Bob Lilly, tried to follow it up and crashed into the boards. Um, yep. I mean, so that's just good fundamentals. Himself. That is force of will defined there. <laughs> yes, force of will to maybe too much of a degree. <laughs> no, there's no such thing. If you hurt yourself through force of will, it's just, just force that, of will. That's just Wait. really strong. See, this was see, a terrible say, turnover, though. It really led to this. I thought you were going to say that um, if you hurt yourself through force of will, it's because you didn't have enough force of will. <laughs> you should crash through the boards rather than be hurt by them. They're not, we're not going to see no, him crash. Fair. He definitely does crash into the boards following it's, this thing. It's up. A, oh, it's late. Look, oh, oh no, he, he got tripped. tripped. Oh. He got tripped. Okay. He he. It looks like he tripped over the turf. Um, yeah, that's also possible. Again, he underlining the he just the broad danger of all of this. <laughs> Just anyone in the building is in some degree of danger. Um, but especially now, so, look at this, how do any of these people still have ACLs? I don't know. Um, I can tell you from going to spirit training that Jim Gabara doesn't work like so, or walk like someone who played through this era of soccer. Um, he so, walks like a normal human. Yeah. So he must have survived all that stuff, or maybe he has had some surgeries and rehabbed all that stuff. But yeah, this was, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was on the be- on the bench by this point. Uh, yeah, um, probably thankfully think, for him. So the the Warthog's Wikipedia page mentions the prospect that he maybe was in uniform for some games, um, ah. which might have been like a if we're short of players, I'll play kind of thing. Which I is definitely I an indoor now, soccer thing to do. <laughs> for the rest of this game, I am rooting for him to rip off his suit and reveal a jersey his, underneath it. He's um, very long. Did you see how long his suit jacket is? It is it is super nineties like it's like a gangster foot too long. Um, he looks like a character. It, it's like the suit measurement, and this is a nineties thing. I'm sure every suit in the nineties looked like this. Yes. He looks like a character from the the movie, not the cartoon, but the movie Dick Tracy. 
Um, <laughs> it's a zoot suit. People, old enough to remember. Uh, featured Ryan. one baby. Ryan. No, Ben. Playing uh, car- comic book characters. Dick Tracy Oh no, that's a, right. a all right. We need a Twitter poll right now, Ben. Throw a Twitter poll out there. Right. Which song is more annoying? Adam, Adam who do you think is operating right? Because the answer is Zoot Suit Riot, and it's not close. Do, do you want this from Ben's Twitter account or the site or the, the podcast? I, I want it from account. the I want it from the podcast account. So Jason, you okay. do it. Yeah. Uh, ben has his account open. I've got I've got the the the, the podcast one open. I've got so TweetDeck can... open, and I can't do polls from TweetDeck. Well, that seems like a All right. short-sightedness on the platform. Yep. Riot! Just to be clear, Adam, the, the candidates are Zoot Suit Riot or Baby Shark, and those are the only two? Chicken Dance, not Baby Shark. Chicken Dance. Okay, Chicken Dance. Chicken Dance or Zoot Suit Riot, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to lose, Adam. <laughs> I just want I just everyone want to, to know that. The more the correct answer for which song is more annoying is Zoot Suit Riot. No, it's it's what? it it no. is an empirical fact. <laughs> I'm gonna win this one. I'm not. I'm. I'm I want to see how many people are wrong. I'm not saying you. public opinion is going to decide this. I'm saying there is an empirical fact, and I want to yeah. see who denies it. I need to tell you guys that I was very like my finger was hovering over tweeting it out and it was just going to say Adam requested this poll and have the two options and no question. (laughs) (laughs) I was so close. I was within like (laughs) millimeters of tweeting that out, but I realized I had left out one piece of information. (laughs) Um, But I, I saved myself at the last moment. All right, I am voting in the poll now <laughs> to make sure my my voice is heard because I am not wrong on this. Uh, I don't know if the public is wrong. <sighs> I like the. <laughs> I just overheard the uh, commentators talking about people who don't know the nuances of this game. Yes, yeah, the nuances of this. Completely unnuanced event. Uh, There's no such thing. Force of will is the defining factor. There has been no nuance in this game because it's played its soccer on a bad surface, uh, played in a tiny amount of space, played by people who are bordering on professional. Um, so there's a lot of like competitive rage. Oh, here's Look, my there's guy. number 10. Oh, he's a rookie. Al? They just said his name is Al? No, no. no, I, no, no. They, they said, they that, said the that Al's jersey, jersey is taped over. Oh, my God. <laughs> the previous owner of the jersey was named Al. And this is a rookie Perfect. who doesn't have his own jersey yet. So who so, graduated from a local college in 1994 and well, played college soccer? Or, like, or was just like a guy playing in a pickup league that someone from the team happened to see and was like, hey, man, you're decent. Do you want to play for the Warthogs? And he was like, sure. And they probably signed him up. Did, probably hours before this game started and we're like yeah we'll get we'll get what a shirt you, for you what do you think they paid like uh, per game i assume it was per game for these guys and not like a salary so, so my memory of the rumor was that most Oof. of these guys were on a salary wow, wow. just a sliding tackle in indoor soccer um yeah so that's gonna give you a rug burn a salary but it was a salary where if you played the two oh jim gabara's coming out to a uh, 
yell at the referees. He's left the bench. That's amazing. You know, again, um, memories of college <laughs> basketball in the nineties. The the goalkeeper for Pittsburgh just gave him a light, like, hey, buddy, uh, tap on the shoulder as he went past. Um, <laughs> we're getting a lot right now. There's also one of the leather jacket membered coaching staff members is wearing shorts with a leather jacket, which is kind of a, a 90s look. Um, but yeah, I want to say that these guys were making in in the 90s, probably. If you played both indoor seasons, you probably made like less than 15 grand. Um, and made the rest of your money through coaching, uh, youth coaching, and probably doubled, uh, your income through that. Um, which is sadly pretty much what it was like in American soccer for a lot of MLS players until not that long ago. The the indoor leagues didn't pay that badly. I mean, they paid worse than MLS, but not by a lot. Like there would be guys that would stick, that would be like, between my youth youth soccer network um, and my two indoor teams that I can play in, in this area, I might be better off uh, not taking a MLS deal right now. What? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, jeez! Just another, <laughs> this look game was scene. violent. Look at the scene. I feel right like there. I yeah, feel like that I'm is. Like I guess that, that wasn't be... as hard as I thought, but right. still bad. That still would be borderline in the NHL, I feel like. Yes, yes. Anyway, fourth quarter now. We're we're into the, the final frame, and yet there's still a solid 20 minutes left in this broadcast. <laughs> Warthog's down three, eight to five. Uh indoor soccer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Warhogs are missing their leading scorer, Free Hunyak. And uh, let's see if they can do this because I am invested in this game. I'm not feeling confident about it, but you know, <laughs> you know what the third key to indoor soccer is, right? Dante Washington. Uh, Dante, Dante Washington. Washington. And the, they have Dante Washington. So let's see. Oh, wait. Cabral just got a blue card. So this is not looking good. Knowing, knowing how strong Pittsburgh is on the power play, as we have learned. He um, definitely just uh, crushes this guy into the boards. <laughs> he really um, did. Adam, it's we, a, we haven't a, learned this. We've always known this. It's a shoulder into the numbers. This is like an NFL style hit. Like if you want to hit someone, you want to hit them in the numbers. And that is what happened here. Uh, one thing I'm getting the sense of that I don't recall from being a fan in, back in the day was that the war, Warthogs do not. Uh, once again, the ball has come with him. Uh, <laughs> He's just holding the ball. Well, it's a three-on-three three power play, apparently. Three-four-three. Three. That is what the stat means. It's, yeah, they, yeah. They're Pittsburgh, three for three. Pittsburgh they are scored. Yeah. Every time they've gotten a power play, they've scored. Um, but, but one thing I don't remember three, is four, I don't yes. remember this being a heated rivalry at all. But apparently, the Warthogs absolutely hate the Pittsburgh Stingers. <laughs> um, As do I. I just- well, the Warthogs because were he, just violent. We don't have a lot of data. To, Jason, to know I also now hate off. the Pittsburgh Stingers, and you cannot <laughs> convince me otherwise. Teams I hate, number one, the, the New Jersey Red Bulls. Number two, the Pittsburgh Stingers. <laughs> no, and for me, number one, Orlando City. Number two, Pittsburgh Stingers. <laughs> you know, in other sports, like th- this is soccer specific. In other sports, I'll have others, but uh, the Stingers are up there for me right now. I am, I am not happy with them. 
And I, this I've, I've also is young and it is pure. Do not I've take this away to, from me, Jason. It's like Bob Lilly beforehand because of the Richmond Kickers thing. So I'm still mad at Bob Lilly. There you go. Tenny just like launches it three quarters of the field. Bill Hamid launched. could it was like more of a lob. It was I more would, of a lob. I, it, he was not taxed by that. Throw. I would love to see Bill Hamid in indoor soccer just because I believe that he could uh, take the ball and throw it into the other net and score a goal that way. So the, the one Jason, thing I will you ever say see that happen. No, um, but Bill uh, Hamid could see, do it. I saw goalkeepers go for it on a drop kick mostly. Um, that was popular to try and catch the other keeper out was to just have a drop kick and see if you could just with a low, um, a low arc, just hit it hard enough to get it over and in. Um, but I never saw a goalkeeper score in that manner. I did see goalkeepers come forward and score in, in late game situations. Um, which I guess if the warthogs can get close enough, we might see that sort of thing. Um, you don't pull your goalie. You just have them come forward and play well, as a field player. So sometimes you did, but other times you could pull your goalkeeper. Um, okay. You just had to have someone. Oh, great goal from there Dennis we go. Cabral. There you um, go. Making up for that penalty. By, which, by the way, the Warhawks killed for the first time in the entire game. Yeah. They, they survived a power play. They killed it. Um, I assume they say penalty kill like in hockey because they took every oh, yeah. other term. Power from plays hockey. and penalty kills uh, are the same. They made no effort to change that term at all. I mean, why would you? It's 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 explanatory. Boom! Kick that ball. Yeah, into the it, yeah. yeah De- Dennison. De- he doesn't want to waste any time. They've got some momentum now, so he's he's going to just. Uh, Ooh, that was a good goal. Really not That's the equivalent of pulling the ball out of the back and running it to midfield when you're down is just not finding a child to give the ball to, just launching it into the stands. Yeah, just just hoofing it up there and then staying out and and staying on topic. Um, <laughs> this is this is pretty great. Uh, I'm not going to lie, this whole thing is <laughs> is wild. We are actually having way too much fun. I, um, I, if the Warhogs so- lose this game, I'm going to go to bed sad. As much fun as we're having. I, <laughs> this game that happened in Glen Burnie, uh, Maryland. What? No, 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 not Glen Burnie. That's, yes, Glen Burnie. What, this game did not happen in Glen Burnie. Is that what no, you're saying? No, right now oh. in 2020, Edison oh. Cabral, uh, Denison Cabral has a soccer academy in Glen Burnie. Ah, oh, so that, that, that makes, makes way sense. more sense. He, he, I would see his, um, he had like a trailer for his soccer academy and I would see it on the weekends in Crofton because there's a big field complex and I would see it out there all the time. And I think he lived ah, in ah. Crofton for a stretch as well, or at least the trailer lived there. Um, Uh, wow. Wow. How many times are they going to hit that side of the goal without scoring? Uh. You know, I almost want to apologize to anyone who isn't watching this stream while they're listening to this, be but watching this. make better choices. So many times make better choices. We told you you've been warned. This it game is, is good. Wild. It's the Warhogs are really pressing right now. They, they are the knocking on the was door. So bad early in the game and is now actually making the saves that could have. Yes. Kept the Warthogs from getting their early lead. Um, he's early in the game. He was just, all of those would have just been shots that he bobbled in front of the empty net and somebody else finished off. And now he's actually stopping them. You know, I can hear the crowd noise now. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it is People, it is loud in US Air Arena. There were generally between four and six thousand people at <laughs> I think I saw somewhere that there were fifty five hundred people at this game. That wouldn't surprise me. Um the local indoor teams drew not badly. I mean, it's not good for an MLS crowd, but yeah, three if it, but I, I think a bad night you would see three thousand. Um especially the warthogs especially the last year i think it would be a little lower than three because now dc had an mls team and so people were spending their money on that instead um the blast slash spirit in baltimore always managed to draw five thousand, no matter how good or bad they were no matter how many times they changed leagues because the league they were enfolded no matter that they changed names and then changed back to the original name none of that stuff seemed to matter uh for whatever reason, indoor soccer maintained its, its it never gained popularity, but it never lost it either somehow uh, <laughs> in this region, uh, which is bizarre, but also, you know, it makes through, it makes through booms and busts, bear markets yeah. and, and bull markets. Baltimore always had one thing. Indoor, indoor soccer. soccer. <laughs> uh, until Field of Dreams was wrong. Team. Field of Dreams should have been about indoor soccer. Until they left for Towson, then it became Towson's problem, I guess. <laughs> There's a little wrestling move there to to shed a defender. I had a whole list of topics we could talk about that weren't directly related to the game. Figuring, you know what, this, this is game indoor is too soccer. Good. But but yeah, the game is too good. We're not talking about any of those things. There's only eight minutes and fifty five seconds left. This crowd is awesome now. Like they are. I think, we're, I think it's also we because are. we are so sar- starved for soccer that I mean, this game is no, good, I'm but s- we're also starved for soccer. I'm going to say it's the game, but yes, I can't deny that. Timeout. There are timeouts. W- yes, there are. Of course, there, there are timeouts. timeouts. It's indoor soccer. So, still a two-goal game as they go to commercial break. Uh, and they come back and the ball is just in play. Um, which seems to be how they, they do things here. So, it really is. It really is a game of runs. Every team has their, their period in the ascendance. And uh, what you do with it. And whether your goalkeeper decides to be competent or just roll over bad for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like as bizarre as all of this is, you can see why people would be like, sure, I'll go see that again. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty nuts. Um, it's not, I mean, it's maybe it feels a little bit like watching uh, gladiators in that everyone has probably been badly injured, but, um, there's a, well, you know what else was popular at this time <sighs> in human history? American gladiators. American gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> Which was my jam when I was a kid. I oh, yeah, liked American was... gladiators so yeah, how much. How could you not? Um, yeah. You fire up the USA network. So sometimes they it, would just hit show uh, episodes all day long for, and it would be like an unannounced treat. Like I remember being 10 and being like, Oh, American gladiators is on all day. Like you'd have the like TV guide from the paper. Yeah. And we'd be hanging out at a friend's house. And oh, it was like, we could watch. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a trip. 
Come on. Um, Use your whistle, ref. That was Dante Washington. That's the he's one of the three pillars of indoor <laughs> soccer. Yeah, but force of will is it trumps him. Force so. of will is number one. Yeah. And enthusiasm. And that was an enthusiastic trip and shove. Uh I I remember going to see American Gladiators live when they, they came to my town. Uh I had the action figures. I wonder I don't think my parents still have them laying around, but like I had the little joust where you'd like twist the the platforms to make them hit each other. There was uh, a wall that somehow worked. I don't remember exactly how I even had an eliminator. I have no idea how that worked looking back at it. <laughs> that was both a foul and a handball. And then it looked like he backheeled the ball into the guy, but it was off camera. So I have no idea if that's what actually happened, but you know, kudos to number three on the Warhogs for just like getting his money's worth out of that foul. It's, uh, Troy Snyder, the captain. Oh, Hey, he knows what he's doing. He can- oh, oh wow. that's Another a foul. That, I mean, it is a foul, a, but that was an elbow to the face. Yes. I know it's a foul, was. but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Bob Lilly. It's Bob Lilly getting the elbow to the face. Bob Lilly got beaten it. up. Can I talk about the the homemade warthogs sign in the background someone, there? Someone posted. This is uh before we had uh, actual Tifo. We had uh, yeah. people making banners and putting them up. It definitely was painted on a bed sheet, though. Um, yes. And then the green W is is very reminiscent of the the Wolfsburg logo. I, I, I don't know if that's what they were going for, if it's no, just coincidental. No chance. <laughs> Zero percent chance that they were going for a... Uh, I don't Wolfsburg. know. Maybe they were big fans of soccer made in they Germany. No, Adam. That was on in 94, right? Like, that was the era was of... This is, that was, soccer made in Germany is an 80s and, and early 90s thing, I want to say. This, this might have been past that time. Okay. But, I mean, it, it could have been somebody who knew that. And oh, for whatever oh, reason, oh, oh gosh, uh, oh no! Uh, you notice that there's also a goal judge. Yep, I um, saw him sitting there. And a blazer and a button-up shirt. Um, he's well dressed, very hockey-like. So this is rare. Uh, so David Tenney is wearing um, goalkeeping gloves with a black palm. That was exceedingly rare back in the day. Um, they didn't start doing that until. Only the last like 10 years back in the day, it was like foam comes in white. That's the one color that foam can come in. Right. Uh, and so your goalkeeping gloves all, all kind of look the same um, because oh, we're back in action. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, no kickoff. Um, Just go to commercial and come back when you come back. This, this could um, also be. I mean, I our, like it. Our, our uh, recorder may have missed some action. Oh, That's okay. So, this is, so we've was, got the sixth attacker where we've got a guy. Why is he wearing, wearing a different shirt? So they, I'm assuming that uh, David Tenney is probably providing his own goalkeeping jerseys. So this is the other jersey that they have. And <laughs> I think this it'd just be a player. Oh, they, they yeah. have to, he, he can still use his hands in the box. Yes. So, yes. Um, but he's better at soccer. So you bring him in. Um <laughs> Instead of having uh, your goalkeeper come up, you have someone pretending to be a goalkeeper because that's that's still in the laws of the game, which yeah. somehow the Mike McKay very, very 
big big Eddie Gavin energy there. Yeah. Except this is this is an honest uh and not an attempt at subterfuge. This is a yes. everyone this knows is not what cheating we're doing. Bob. This is an actual honest this to god guy who's playing goalkeeper and just pretend to be a goalkeeper. You notice he doesn't have gloves, because that's not a required part of the <laughs> uniform for a goalkeeper. Uh it's just shorts, a different colored shirt that the referee deems isn't clashing, uh shin guards and socks and appropriate footwear. Yeah. Um so <laughs> You can. Uh, oh, oh dear goalkeeper! Oh, oh, come on, get in the goal! An insane it's, like that it's was still a goalkeeper goal game. Point. See, this is where they need the three-point goal from the NPSL. Right, exactly. Yeah, clearly, I mean, the re- oh, oh ah, how can he save these now? Yes, who? Total different you know, goalkeeper. You know what happened from- at halftime? Their goalkeeper took some of uh he, he drank some of michael's secret stuff from from space jam he listened to zoot suit riot he did not listen to zoot suit right if you listen to zoot suit right oh duh. ball almost rolled into an empty net yep if he had listened to zoot maybe he's angry because he listened to zoot suit right and he's just taking it out on on the warhogs i don't know maybe he should have thrown back a bottle of beer you know, it was the 90s. That was still a thing. Yeah. Halftime, sit in the shower and smoke a cigarette, drink a beer. Oh, no. oh. Do what you got to do. Oh, that's Troy Snyder. Oh, that's Troy Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had Troy Snyder step in because he's a defender. So he's used right. to being behind the play. Um, and I guess also is brave enough to risk it all by playing goalkeeper in indoor soccer. Is rule one. As I feel the like the, I feel like the Walmart hogs are well, definitely going to get scored strange. on. Yeah, probably. I mean, at this point, if you lose by four or lose by three, it doesn't matter. I'm out. Oh, Troy Snyder calls a timeout. Like you do. The Kodak. Oh, we have we have the Kodak, Kodak moment Kodak of the game moment here. Quote unquote moment of the game. Is it? Which is going to be Dante? Oh, I mean, this was a good. This was a good get moment. Yeah, this is a good. All right, it's a this great count. Scare quotes still uh, are going to get me every time. Right. <laughs> Moments <laughs> of the game. game. I think we call we we call those grocers quotes. Uh, Kodak. Who calls them that? <laughs> I've never heard that before, Adam. Really? No. I, have you heard of the grocers I mean, I, apostrophe? I, I, no. I intuitively understand it. Um, I know what you mean because I've definitely been to the grocery store and seen apples presented in quotes <laughs> as if maybe they're not apples. <laughs> Um, but I've never heard that. Yeah, I think I think grocer's apostrophe is is more common. It's when you make something plural by putting apostrophe s, yeah. which is grammatically incorrect. And they wanted, I, I guess, somebody decided to blame grocers for it. Um, and I, I, the concept just expands to scare quotes, which aren't meant for a as second, scare quotes for a second because the goalie is up and and in a different shirt i thought the uh ref had just passed the ball to a washington warthogs player the warthogs everyone on the warthogs looks like a referee including the goalkeeper now which again is not a goalkeeper but a defender pretending to be a goalkeeper so that they can have an extra field player jesus what do they have to do to get past this guy he suddenly turned into michael neuer Less than a minute to go. Not looking good for the Warthogs as Troy Snyder blasts a shot the wrong way. People from Washington. 
right? Listeners, we hate the Pittsburgh Stingers. You have to be on board with this or you cannot listen to this podcast anymore. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, how are you going to... Um, wh- where do the Warthogs go from here after this loss? They set the entire town of Pittsburgh on fire. <laughs> I, I like that battle of 1812 or war of 1812 style. Yeah. It's a good approach. It seems healthy to me. Yeah. 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 Fire cleanses. Totally, it, you know. totally in line with the, uh, the consequences of this indoor soccer game. <laughs> S- smoke <laughs> gets rid of bees. Oh man. That's, that's I, more thought I than I put know into it. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> that was the worst. Possibly the wait, worst shot. Somebody a, wait, somebody just was holding up a, a almost inflated umbrella just inside this indoor soccer stadium. Sure. Well, you got to have sure. an umbrella. <laughs> I mean, they don't allow uh, umbrellas into DC United games at RFK or at Audi Field, and that's apparently that's at US Air Arena. Maybe that's why. Maybe something happened with an umbrella at US Air Arena. And that yeah, is really, all of it. it just, that is it. Yeah. No post game at all. Nope. We got a really nice uh, scroll wipe. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. There, there was the star wipe that was nice. Oh, that's a scroll. That was a scroll uh, wipe. Which I, I appreciate quite a bit that someone decided to go for that rather than just being like, okay, stop. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It wasn't it. just the wipe. It rolled yeah. into it. It let's did get, roll. Uh, let's, let's add some flair to the end of this uh August 14th, 1994 indoor soccer game from two teams that now no longer exist in a league that now no longer exists. I don't know about your guys, uh, YouTubes, but mine went right into, uh, 1995 Warthogs at Detroit neon, a a two hour and 40 minute broadcast, which we are not going to do. Mine mine brings up, uh, Pittsburgh stingers versus Houston hotshots, but, uh, I have autoplay turned off. So it's just the, it's the first thing on top of the list of suggestions. Um, yeah. A- after this, the autoplay would be Indiana twisters at Detroit safari from 1997. That sounds like an Adam, uh, a- a- an Adam video. Yeah. That's very much, uh, yeah, that's, that's right in my, my neck of the woods. Closing thoughts, Jason. Uh, uh, again, I want to emphasize that somehow uh, I was exposed to this on a regular basis. Uh, and, we all, and, st- and now we all understand how you are the way you are. <laughs> this was this was this was an every week, every other week thing. It was like you know, uh, tickets to these things were not expensive. If you were on a youth team, they were largely free or five dollars. Um, so even if even if Bring my family was Bring it back. I, I had to find like one player on my team whose parents were like, yeah, we'll go to the Warthogs game this weekend. And like, can I come with you guys? Um, or, or the uh, blast or the spirit. It was always the same. Um, yeah. Indoor soccer at the cap center involved just people flying around things, guys climbing out of penalty boxes, uh, large <laughs> soccer balls entering the field of play and no one seeming that like upset or confused being like, Oh, that again. Um, yeah, that's uh, this is where we came from. Uh, American soccer was not; it's not that long ago that this was happening all the time. We were all I alive was all, when that happened. I was already <laughs> on board with the idea that American soccer is and should be weird. 
I never understood how true that was <laughs> until tonight, I think. And Ben is right. I understand Jason more as a human being now than I ever have <laughs> in a, literally a decade of knowing him. Um, I understand him more right now after these two hours than I ever have. Um, and I think everyone listening to this does as well. Um, thank you all for, for listening to whatever the hell this was, whatever you want to call this, uh, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get your podcasts, find us at blackandredunited.com. If you want to support us financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash filibuster, uh, Follow us on Twitter at filibusterdcu at Black and Red U for the website. Send your emails to filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. If you are still listening right now, please just take a second and let us know why and how we can help you because <laughs> choices were made. Okay. And I'll just leave it there. Thank you again for, for listening for, for Jason and Ben. I'm Adam and we'll talk to you again real soon. Say goodbye, Jason. Screw you, Pittsburgh Stingers. Free Hunyak. <laughs> Free Hunyak. <laughs>